At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host. I'm live in Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday. It's Adam birthday. So excited right. to get Adam's take on a lot of these NFL Week 18 games, kind of how to approach these weird line moves or people sitting out. Obviously, we've seen with Mixon and Joe Burrow being out, big line move against the Bengals there toward the Browns. So we'll pick Adam's brain. Obviously, uh, we got a lot of uh, college basketball today, Pritch. How about the Marquette Golden Eagles last night? <laughs> Getting it done. Unranked favorite versus ranked opponent, an angle that I love to see. And one thing someone told me a long time ago, if it looks fishy, it doesn't make sense. I want to be on that fishy side. Remember, they were unranked. Providence was getting all the bets. Yet the line moved to Marquette. If you're looking to play the system again, Pritch, we got a match tonight. The Florida Gators. I'm looking at Chomp Chomp on the money line around minus 120. Uh, they're playing Alabama. Alabama's ranked 15th. Florida is unranked. Yet this game opened at a pick and now the Gators are minus one and a half. So I'll go money line Gators here with my favorite system matches. We got a big day, Pritch. Let's get after it. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. A big day indeed. Um, and when you give out system matches like that, I've certainly write them down. Uh, I did that yesterday. Uh, I'm sure the audience did as well. And maybe maybe to, maybe to catch that ticket right there uh, with Marquette. Uh, let's get to the National Football League, though. News and notes again. Uh, it's ever evolving. It's always evolving in the National Football League with COVID situations. Derrick Henry, he's been uh, designated to return. Uh, we knew that was going to happen. Uh, Matt Nagy also talking about Justin Fields playing in that last game, too. But we got to get to the Bengals uh, and the Browns. You mentioned it. Mixed in with the COVID situation. Uh, a day later after, you know, people like um, Trey uh, Hendrickson is on COVID, too. And the center, Trey Hopkins on COVID. Uh, guard, uh, Quentin Spain on, on, on COVID, too. So uh, this line, as you look at it right now, some key players for the Bengals are not going to be available for this game. You're looking at it minus five and a half. That performance, that performance by the Browns on Monday night, I can't forget it. I can't get it out of my head. I mean, what do you, what do, you do with this game now, Josh? Yeah, so I think this is a microcosm, Pritch, of just the tricky lines we have to navigate when we come to week 18. Obviously, we're looking at motivation. Who does it mean more to? Who's got, you know, uh, spots uh, wrapped up and don't really uh, not that motivated to play that well. Who's going to sit there, guys? This is a great example of not betting a game too early because, again, you had the opener here. Some books were, you know, Browns laying two and a half, minus three on a look ahead. We saw it flip all the way to, you know, minus three and a half there with the Bengals. And now it's coming back the other way. Now that Joe Mixon uh, tests positive for COVID, you're not going to get Burrow. 
well. And I think if you're Zach Taylor here, Pritch, I would just say, hey, I would rest a lot of people here. Get ready for your, your first big playoff game. You're seeing this line go back to the Browns. It's now back to minus five and a half. Looks like it may get to six. If everybody's out for the Bengals and the Browns, Stefanski, even though they're eliminated, you, you kind of feel like he wants to continue that culture there and play hard and play tough. I look at maybe teasing the Browns down if they get to six, you know, down to a pick them type situation. I think this is the way you got to just look at these games differently with different factors at play. But again, let's wait it out, see who's in and who's out. But a big move back to the Browns. Who right there. Uh, got more players who are healthy, Pritch, and more starters in. And you got a skeleton crew there for the Bengals. I'd be more confident here in the teasing the, uh, the Browns down. In okay, the Browns defense was on the field a lot uh, against Pittsburgh. I think 79 plays there for offensively for Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, 38 is the total. Uh, also looking at the Browns, too, on a short week, that situation, uh, the motivation, if there is any. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to do with this one because I, I know as a player there's incentives involved in some players' contracts. We know that for sure. But then Stefanski, the lack of credibility in that locker room, uh, these guys just wanting to get the season over with at this point. You don't feel great. Your body hurts. You just want the season over. Uh, and then you look at the Bengals, too. So the Bengals have not won a playoff game since 1990. The 1990 season, which is incredible to think about. They've been to the playoffs, but just not have not won a playoff game. And that's a long time, Josh. That's when I was drafted. <laughs> that's a long time. And so I, I think the narrative is certainly going to build up for Cincinnati. Let's get ourselves ready. Forget this game against the Browns. Let's get ourselves ready uh, for week one in the playoffs. Yeah, and Pritch, one game that comes to mind, and by the way, 1990, I was in preschool. I was three years old, so it's been a while since the <laughs> Bengals uh, have had a postseason win here. But um, it kind of reminds me, last year, Pritch, if you remember, there was a game where the Chargers went to the Kansas City Chiefs, where I want to say the Chiefs were favored by like six or seven. They end up resting Mahomes and a lot of other guys. I think Chad Henney may have started. And mm -hmm. You saw that line flip bigly to the Chargers. I think Chargers might have closed like minus three or minus six or something like that. These are the little things that we got to pay attention to. And again, if the Bengals are just saying, hey, we got to play this game because it's on the schedule, Schedule, but we're going to rest everybody. We're going to focus on that playoff game. To me, that's where I think you put a little more faith into a more healthy and maybe not a motivated, but just a caliber of player. You're going to have more starters on the side of the Browns than you are going to have on the Bengals. That's why, again, in division game, you're getting points here. You take it all day uh, Bengals. But in this spot, I think you're maybe betting against a team who's kind of telling you we may not have uh, many guys here that you, that you uh, recognize here on the field for Cincinnati. All right, it's a divisional game, but it's a battle for Ohio, too. And our guest, Adam Burke, uh, just moved here from Ohio. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Adam Burke of Easton Sports Betting Analyst, Vsin Daily Newsletter Writer, Point Spread Weekly Contributor as well. Adam, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, Battle of Ohio. <laughs> it's a real, real exciting one here, Brandon Allen against Case Keenum. <laughs> well, I mean, can people in Ohio get excited about this game? I know they're going to look forward to the Bengals, certainly, and the fact that, okay, their prospects are pretty good with all these young players playing very, very well this year. And Okay, let's go ahead and get our first victory uh, in the playoffs uh, in, in 2022 now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, to me, I think what's really exciting about this game for the Browns is that the season's over. Mm -hmm. You know, this has not gone the way that they wanted it to. They obviously had COVID at a really bad time right before the NFL changed its protocols and all of that. But to your point, I know you kind of hinted at it here a little bit. Has Kevin Stefanski lost that locker room? You know, you've had some players who've been out that have taken to social media, kind of criticized the game plan and all of that. You had Baker Mayfield come out, uh, you know, on, on Monday or Tuesday and basically say, yeah, I'm going to talk to my agent and my family about my decision to have surgery. Doesn't really mention Stefanski, who was uh, loyal to a fault to Baker Mayfield throughout the year. So I do really worry about where the Browns are mentally right now. 
We didn't see a very good performance from them on Monday Night Football. Ben was, what, 26 of 48 for like 120 yards and was the better quarterback in that game? Right. Like, the Browns are a mess right now, a different kind of mess than they typically are. I There's no way I'd lay five and a half with them against anybody this week. I don't care if it's the B team for the Bengals or not. And I think the Browns, too. Miles Garrett probably doesn't play. I don't think Denzel Ward plays. He got hurt last week. I would be surprised if Jarvis Landry plays. I don't think Nick Chubb plays. So, you know, we talk about all the guys that are out for the Bengals, but the Browns are going to have a lot of backups out there themselves. Adam, it's great to see you. Happy New Year. I wanted to just kind of get your approach. You've done a great job in the Visa newsletter uh, talking about it with your Burks blurbs, but how do you approach week 18? I think as betters, we kind of all have our own uh, unique situations or philosophies or ways we approach a game. But I think if you're not kind of fixed, you know, changing things up in week 18, you really might get hit here because there are different motivations. Obviously, you know, one comes to mind, Green Bay, like they open minus three going to Detroit. They get down all the way to two thinking none of these guys are going to play because they have the number one seed wrapped up. But now they might play a little bit, and the line's now up to Green Bay minus four. So any tips to our listeners and maybe talk about uh, what you've written about in the newsletter, just how week 18 is different and maybe some tips on how to approach it. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different things. So you talk about Green Bay specifically here, Pritch, and, and I mean, Jordan Love has a lot of incentive, right, when he comes in the game. I mean, the one data point we have from him this season when Rodgers was out with COVID was not a very good look. So that's a guy kind of looking to redeem himself a little bit here in this week 18 game. A lot of things to consider. I mean, look, you've got some teams in must-win games. Okay, fine. Must-win also means must not be very good because if they're in a situation where they have to win in Week 18, there's a reason for that. So to me, there's really no incentive to lay an inflated number with a team like Indianapolis, you know, somebody like that, with a team like Buffalo, with these teams that are trying to win their respective divisions or lock up a playoff spot, whatever the case may be, in you know, Week 17 in the past and Week 18 going forward. So those are things to consider, too. And one other thing, and, and Josh, you just alluded to this, okay, maybe Aaron Rodgers plays a quarter. You know, maybe they treat this kind of like a preseason game. Maybe you play Green Bay first quarter. Maybe you play Green Bay first half, something like that, where in the second half of a game, and I think Buffalo and the Jets is a prime example of this, Buffalo is going to want to get out early. Weather is going to be awful in western New York, which is no surprise. They're not going to want to leave Josh Allen out there in the second half if they don't have to. So you're going to be asking a Buffalo team to cover 16 points, something like that, 17 points, when the starting quarterback might not play in the second half. So maybe you want to look at some of these first quarter, first half angles where these teams will be focused, will be motivated, and will be using their guys and not worry about what happens in the second half or in the fourth quarter. Adam, do you also think it's a roster evaluation standpoint? Because, I mean, you look at these teams in week 18, at best, they're going to do a walkthrough. I mean, they're not going to go out there and mix it up in terms of preparation and practice. I mean, this close to the playoffs, you could ill afford to lose somebody in practice. And then certainly some of these teams, like you mentioned, whether they're good or not, I mean, they're going to prepare for their game coming up this week with a walkthrough. Right. No, exactly. And, and you think about a situation like the Browns, for example, we know what Case Keenum is. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to evaluate a player like Case Keenum. He's already a very highly paid backup quarterback, a guy who started a lot of games. Whereas if you're Matt LaFleur, you probably want to evaluate Jordan Love. You're probably going to let him run your playbook. Whereas for the Browns, maybe Keenum doesn't run the playbook. Maybe they try to run the football, get out of town, be done with the season, all of that. So I think that's an important thing that you just brought up too, Pritch, is you know, do these coaches have players at key positions that they want to evaluate? How will that impact the game plan for this particular week? I think that's a really important point and something that we all have to think about as these games get closer. And uh, Adam, one other one I just want to throw at you real quick. Uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, a game that actually means something. You saw a line move down to Pittsburgh a little bit, some six and a half down to five and a half. Would that be a game where maybe you go back to your regular capping because it really means something for both teams? It looks like a lean toward Tomlin as a dog here. 
Yeah, I actually like Baltimore in this one, mm-hmm. you know, because, look, I mean, we saw the send-off for Ben. Obviously, that's a, a you know a very emotional moment for sure. him. Also, too, the Ravens' secondary has been really bad, but the Steelers can't go vertical. They can't make that hurt. So, I actually like Baltimore. I'd lay the number here this week. 46 pass attempts, 123 yards. <laughs> and that was with all the emotion, and that was at home uh, as well. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Get our best bet emails, 24-7 video access, exclusive betting split, breakdowns on every game, and the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, all for just $69. Get to vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. It's a big deal to have Adam Burke in studio. He's going to stay with us, Josh, and continue uh, uh, after the break here with some of his ideas and how to approach Week 18 in the International Football League, as well as some picks uh, and some advice on, on some hoops as well. All that and more come up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host, and Adam Burke of Eastern Sports Betting Analyst uh, in studio with us today. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Give him a follow. It's excellent, by the way. So let, let's get to some picks here. National Football League, Week 18. Uh, you have Washington and the Giants earmarked. Okay, the Washington football team, excited about their reveal, I guess, a great reveal that's going to happen in February. They're laying seven against the Giants. Now, the Giants, they've lost five games in a row by double digits. Uh, they scored in those five games as an offense after firing Garrett, by the way, Judge, 49 points. What's that, nine points a game? I mean, how do you bet this game, one of them, and okay, what side do you like in this game? 
Yeah, the, the side that I like here is Washington for, for many of the reasons you just outlined. I mean, the, the Giants just look completely inept and pathetic on offense, and, and they didn't look very good when Daniel Jones was out there either. Mm -hmm. The defense was supposed to carry this team to a degree it has. I give them credit for the way that they've played in spite of everything. But Joe Judge, I don't know if Joe Judge has this locker room at all. They're going to send out Jake Fromm here this week. Mike Glennon wound up having surgery. Last week, they were getting trucked, and all they did was run the football. I mean, that was all they did. I think they threw it like 11 times against 30 rushing attempts, something like that, mm -hmm. when they were trailing throughout the game. They were not playing at all whatsoever like a team trying to win. And I know that the running game probably is better for them than the passing game right now, but still, you don't run the football when you're down double digits throughout the whole game. They're not trying right now. And I don't know if this is kind of quasi-tanking or something like that, but look, Washington, I think, will show up. You know, we were talking during the break about Coaches that maybe get their teams ready to play these games that don't really matter. Like for Baltimore, they have a lottery ticket scenario to get in the playoffs, so the game kind of does matter. But Harbaugh will have that team ready. You know, I think Zach Taylor will have his backups ready for the Bengals. I don't think Stefanski has his team ready for the Browns, and I really don't think Judge has his team ready for the Giants. So I laid the six and a half earlier on in the week. I still like it a little bit at seven, but I just I don't see any way the Giants show up in this game. Adam, let's stay in the NFC East and talk about a matchup here for Saturday, Dallas and Philadelphia. One thing that jumped out to me here is, uh, you know, Micah Parsons was jump, uh, placed on COVID today. So a little hit to the defense there for Dallas. Obviously, big game for both teams. Probably more meaningful for Philly in terms of their positioning. But we did see this uh, total fall a little bit. I think it was 44 and a half-ish, down to around 42 and a half. Could this be a buy low spot and take the over here, Adam? You know, these teams did meet back in September. It was a 41-21 game. Uh, obviously, Dallas looks good on offense, at least recently. And we know that the Eagles, when they get going with Hurts, they can put up some points as well. So uh, would this be a look toward the overplay here? And how are you capping this total? Yeah, this is a look towards the over for me. You know, look, I think both of these teams kind of throw it a little bit more uh, in this game. I know Dallas obviously throws it quite a bit when Dak Prescott's out there, but I would expect him to throw it here. We'll see how much Prescott plays, if at all. Cooper Rush is plenty capable of running this Kellen Moore offense. We saw that earlier on in the year when Dallas played Minnesota, when Cooper Rush threw for 325 yards. Yeah, he had C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper for the whole game, and, you know, we'll see who Dallas actually ends up playing. But on the Philadelphia side, look, we're going to see some Gardner Minshew in this game. And Gardner Minshew's a guy that he has incentive. You know, we talk about individual players mm -hmm. with incentive to go out there and play and perform well, kind of open some eyes, uh, help out, you know, their cases in terms of the eyes of the talent evaluators and all of that. Minshew has some incentive for that as well. So I guess this is a situation where we've got a game where, I think we see a lot of throwing of the football, and, and Philadelphia does like to run it. That is kind of their bread and butter. But I think they deviate a little bit in this game. So I actually do like the over in this one uh, where the weather doesn't look too, too bad uh, in Philadelphia on Saturday. You know, real quick, uh, Adam, I was doing some work on the Cowboys, uh, just getting ready for the playoffs, and they're the most penalized team in the National Football League. Uh, and key moments of games, too. They're so undisciplined. Uh, I, I don't know if that can be corrected in Week 18 against the Eagles either. Um, you know, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, you evaluate this game, this situation, too, with Minshew. I agree with you. I think Minshew, uh, same like with Huntley, uh, with Baltimore, these are quarterbacks that are going to play for jobs here because there's going to be jobs open at the quarterback position next year. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about a guy like Tyler Huntley, I mean, Carolina would be a great fit for somebody mm -hmm. like him, you know, or maybe even Denver, you know, somewhere – Look, he's probably that game manager type like Teddy Bridgewater, but if you got a good enough defense and a good enough running game, you can win some games with a player like that. So I think some of these guys are playing for jobs, and that is a really important thing, especially when you talk about the most important position on the field. Yeah.
Adam, got to get your thoughts here on the national championship game, because to me, this is shaping up to be a really, really interesting, quote unquote, we hear this all the time, but pros versus Joes, where it looks like a lot of respected money is looking toward Georgia. They open, you know, laying two and a half, they've been bet up to three very quickly on the key number of three. And why is that important? Because the public is all over Alabama. So you would think if the public is hitting Alabama saying Saban has a dog, take it all day. They've had Georgia's number here recently. They just beat him just a couple weeks ago when they were getting six. Yet, despite uh, almost 70% of bets at BetMGM on Alabama, the line didn't fall two and a half, you know, down to closer to a pick It went further toward Georgia. So, to me, it's going to ping pong probably back and forth uh, up until this game on Monday where it looks to me like, you know, respected money likes Georgia minus two and a half, but then you're going to get a lot of public and maybe buy back on Bama plus three. Uh, how do you cap this game? Do you have a lean or are you going to wait this one out? Just any thoughts on the national championship? Well, I mean, this is kind of like the light version of the Super Bowl in the sense that you've got all this big lead up. You talk about this game from every possible angle. It does get overshadowed to a degree by the NFL playoffs, whereas the Super Bowl has nothing going on. But everything Josh does is correct. Alabama just beat Georgia, you know, in an underdog role in the SEC championship game and didn't just beat them. I mean, they comfortably beat them. You know, Georgia scored the first 10 points in that game. Alabama scored 38 of the next 45. Bryce Young did whatever he wanted. Mm Georgia barely touched him, whereas Alabama had three sacks on Stetson Bennett, also hit him a few times, forced him to scramble, take off, and run. Georgia deserves to be the favorite in this game. I do agree with that. However, you can call me square if you want. I like Alabama in this game plus the three. I think that they can do a lot more things offensively than Georgia can. You know, it's one of those things to me where Bryce Young is a far better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. He's got better weapons on the outside. And for Georgia, I mean, Brock Bowers had a, a couple of big games here in the SEC championship and then, of course, in the semifinal. But that was a guy that had, I think, 39 catches in the regular season. You know, th this is not what Georgia wants to do. They do not want to have to throw the football to win, but Alabama will try to make them do it. So maybe Georgia makes the right adjustments. I don't know. Maybe I'll have a chance to get out of it with a live position. But I like Alabama plus the three here. With that being said, the best way to bet this game is with the prop market mm. because this is basically like the Super Bowl for college football and you get all these player props. You get all these game props and all these different things that are available for some of the NFL games. And I think that's the way to attack this. Think about how this game will go. Think about the game state. Think about the matchups that the two coordinators for each team will wind up trying to find. And then you can bet tackle props. You can bet you know, receiving over props, things of that sort. And I think that's really the way to attack this game. It's something I wrote about this week in Point Spread Weekly, so I encourage everybody to check that out. But as we get closer to kickoff here, I will be publishing some stuff over at vsin.com with the prop bets that I've made and also some of the strategies I'm looking at. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you. <laughs> I mean, as we were looking at this game, too, I mean, certainly we'll look out for that, your write-ups. Uh, uh, as a sports betting analyst, too, I, I just want to focus in real quick on this game from this angle. Uh, Georgia, these kids, I mean, the SEC championship game wasn't their goal. Right. Right? The national championship was their goal all year, and it's like, can you buy into the fact that they are going to be different than they were in the SEC game? Because this is uh, what they plan. The situation is what they plan for. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people have said that where, you know, Georgia was in the playoff no matter what. They yeah. didn't have to win that game. Alabama did. With that being said, I mean, Alabama was coming off the Iron Bowl. Mm -hmm. That was a game that they had to have. So it's not like it was a great spot for them playing the SEC title game. And furthermore, too, I mean, we've seen Saban's dominance against assistant coaches, former assistant coaches of his, and he's got extra prep time for this one. I, I definitely give the nod to Saban here to be ready over Kirby Smart's team. But I think it is a fair point to make and something that will be talked about quite a bit. 
Adam, only got a couple minutes here left, but I wanted to get your take on kind of transitioning uh, in the sports betting calendar because I think a lot of us, obviously, football is king. NFL is the biggest sport on the planet. We love college football as well, but it's kind of winding down, and maybe betters are looking to get into some college basketball, or maybe they didn't bet NBA a lot early in you know October, November, December, but they're getting into NBA now, or maybe you want to dip your toe in the hockey market. Any tips for betters out there who are, are a little upset that football is winding down, but uh, get them a little excited because there's other sports going on right now that you can jump into. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I would say, and, and this probably doesn't make for good radio, and it's probably not what people want to hear, but be patient. You know, if you're entering into a market that's already pretty mature, like the college basketball market, like the NBA market, where everything's kind of set to a certain degree already, a lot of people that are out there moving lines have a very good handle on these teams. If you're just entering this market, you probably don't. So be patient, read the market, kind of follow along, dig into the stats, kind of look through the sample sizes we have, Start isolating some teams that you like. Maybe you bet, you know, half units, something like that, as opposed to full units, as you're sort of getting your bearings, getting your sea legs with these other sports. Because as I said, these markets are already mature. They're already efficient. You are behind the curve coming into them now. So you have to treat it as such. And it's so different, too. I mean, uh, basketball is so data-driven, more so to me anyway, than football. Uh, so that transition uh, is going to be different, too, for casual bettors as well. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, Adam Burke, thanks a lot for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Great that to was, be here. Yep, that was awesome. Josh, out. Adam Burke in studio is always awesome. Uh, when we continue to program, though, we're going to get to some uh, situations in the National Football League that still needs fixing, Josh, as we approach the playoffs. We'll get to those coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, it's time to fix it. Uh, see if we can do this here because these teams, I mean, some of them limping into the playoffs here, but let's see what we can do for betters out there uh, and see if that can help them uh, make a decision on, on these football teams. So, let's start with the Rams. Uh, I'm going to read you some data points here. Um, you know, when you look at Matthew Stafford, the last three weeks, he's been god-awful, to be honest with you. Uh, even though the Rams have prevailed, they won games and did what they needed to do in a position to win their division. Uh, five touchdowns, six interceptions, uh, tied for 17th out of 28 quarterbacks, and expected points at it per play. Uh, a stat that I never thought I would read on air, but I did it. Uh, so, uh, with that said, I mean, analytics or whatever, I, I mean, Matthew Stafford, he's not a scrambler, one. He's a pocket passer. Uh, you know, McVay's calling these deep play action passes in which you only have two targets out there. And if they're covered, Matthew Stafford doesn't seem like he knows what to do with a football because he doesn't scramble. 
He's not a playmaker like that. Uh, he's a rhythm guy and certainly on-time guy. But I, I wonder if the Rams will change their ways for Matthew Stafford. Uh, they don't want to be predominantly drop back because they want to stay beholden to the rushing game, which they have to. But the rushing game creates the play auction opportunities. Matthew Stafford, he needs to be more efficient, certainly, but he needs to take care of the football, live to play on another down. Even if it's second down or third down and long, uh, know that you're capable, more than capable with the talent out there to overcome that situation. Yeah, so Pritch, so number one, not much time here to fix these things. I mean, the playoffs start, you know, right around the corner here. So, uh, you know, you got to be quick uh, with your improvements. But I would say, you know, you're kind of given that great uh, breakdown of what's wrong with Stafford. Two words come to mind game manager you don't mm. need Stafford to be doing all these things throwing it deep downfield I keep going to that play against the Ravens where he's throwing a bomb you know in triple coverage a guy that's got really no chance of getting the ball so I think you know Stafford's kind of got to know on the one hand it's like oh they brought me here they gave up all these first round picks I'm the savior I'm the missing link but I think you got to be more of that game manager mentality of hey we got a really good defense we got a good running game we're very well coached I don't need to make all these gunslinger Brett uh, Brett Favre deep passes I can just kind of play uh, a little bit of a of a lower key game and not turn the ball over. I think that's the ticket to getting the Rams, uh, you know, to go deep in the playoffs here. Now going up against San Fran this weekend, Pritch, I really like San Fran plus the points. Uh, this game actually opened Rams uh, laying six points. It's all the way down to four and a half. Some shops are even down to four. You'd match quite a few systems with San Fran. Uh, number one, road dogs plus six or less. They've been great this year. Mm -hmm. uh, 48 and 27 ATS, 64%. We know Shanahan as a dog has been really good in his career. 27, uh, 24 and 17, almost 60% there as well. My question is, do we get Jimmy G or do we get Trey Lance? Uh, either way, in a division game late in the year, to me, I'll grab the points here, especially with Stafford struggling. And remember, Pritch, these teams met November 15th. Remember, I think it was that Monday night game where uh, everyone was on the Rams, but the 49ers kind of blew them out 31 to 10. So the 49ers kind of have a book on the Rams. Stafford's been struggling lately. The line's going to the Niners. You can either grab the points, or I think you're in a really good teaser spot with the 49ers, plus four and a half, up to 10 and a half, go through seven, go through 10. But I'm looking at the Niners here. Line's really going to San Fran. Absolutely. The line open at minus six and a half right there. Now, like you mentioned, four and a half, we had that on the board. But, uh, you know, McVay, there's still time for him to understand what's going wrong with Stafford. Uh, when, like you mentioned, that play you're talking about, just throwing it up for grabs because he doesn't have an outlet. He doesn't have anywhere else to go with the football, and he doesn't understand that, too. On top of that, the expectations uh, and the pressure, too, mounting uh, with Stafford right there. Okay, how about the Buccaneers and their lack of wide receiver depth? Uh, the Antonio Brown situation? Okay, Evans is hobbled with a hamstring. Godwin's gone. Um, and, and then the last three weeks, you know, uh, 24 receptions, 237 yards, uh, no touchdowns combined for th that group right there, those players right there. So uh, what are the Buccaneers to do? Well, they have O.J. Howard. They have um, uh, Brait. They have Cameron Brait. They have uh, Gronk. And so what Brady has done, and you, you can attest to this up there in New England, mm. he'll utilize his uh, tight ends like nobody else will. Uh, he'll utilize his running back room, too, uh, in combination with the tight ends and, and that receiving core. I mean, there's a couple guys still that I think he has faith in and he can trust. But he, he really is – I'm talking about Tom Brady right here. He's really going to lean on uh, Gronk in that tight end room. I, I mean, they have to at this point. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you, Pritch. And again, it's kind of funny, like you heard a lot of the reasons why Brady left New England is that he didn't have many weapons. So what does he do? You know, you go to Tampa Bay, you win a Super Bowl, but really he was drawn by all these big weapons he has. Now uh, he doesn't have to, or he can't lean on a lot of these guys who are now out for the year, but he's kind of going to go back to what made him Tom Brady. Uh, there's an old quote, Pritch, who's Brady's favorite receiver? The guy who's open. So it doesn't matter <laughs> if you're, you know, surreal Grayson, who I'd never heard of prior to that Jets game, you know, right. Keyshawn Vaughn, you have these other guys that are getting some action here and I think Brady can go back to his roots and say hey you know I may not have you know my big guns here but I can still make do with what with what we have now what did surprise me though Pritch is you know Tampa Bay is at home against Carolina this weekend and you saw an immediate adjustment back toward Carolina uh you know some of these books were uh just yesterday like minus nine and a half Tampa Bay now it's down to minus eight my question here is, you know, do you see Bruce Arians rest some of his starters? He said uh, recently, a couple days ago, uh, you know, we're here to win. We're going to mm -hmm. play everyone. You know, we're taking this game seriously. But what if you have nothing to play for? You can't catch the Packers. You know, no one can catch you. Uh, you know, do you just stay where you're at? Do, do you rest Brady? How is he going to handle that? That that move down toward Carolina in a divisional game tells me maybe they're going to rest some guys at some point. Pritch, it also maybe look to the under. It's a really low total. Uh, it opened 43. It's down to 41 and a half. This would be a late season divisional under, and these teams played just a couple weeks ago, and it was a 32 to six game. So maybe you look toward that under. And again, little movement to the Panthers. I want to know what Arians is going to do. Is he going to rest every anyone? I think that's going to influence the next move here. We'll go back to preseason, Josh. I mean, BA he often talks about players that way, and even in preseason this year, he talked about, yeah, we're going to play our starters, but then he pulled them quickly. So uh, yeah, you're going to play your players, your starters, but you're going to pull them at some point. We know that. Look forward to that too. Um, okay. Fixing the Cardinals, the fact that they struggle at home, eight and one on the road this year, three and four at home, and they struggled. I mean, it, the games at home, uh, I mean, my goodness. Now, I had to do some research here to figure out what's going on with the Cardinals, and I found, I think I found it, Josh. Uh, the Cardinals became uh, the second franchise to purchase a new plane for team travel. They got a 777, Josh Applebaum. <laughs> this thing is laid. I mean, 777, the big guy for Boeing, right? Uh, and so here's the owner, Michael Bidwell. He's talk, talking about this aircraft and how it would help uh, not only provide major convenience, but also maximum comfort for our teams when we go on the road, on road games. Uh, so, okay, you provided that, and they've taken care of business on the road for sure. Uh, but it's, it's like that mental edge that you look for as an owner. Like, you want to provide that comfort and make this team comfortable on the road. Okay, they're comfortable and they do well on the road, but what about at home? Uh, I mean, at home, it gets in your head at some times, right? At some point. And that's what's happening with the Cardinals. Like, they're a good football team. We know that. But for whatever reason, they think about the fact that they don't play well at home. Or they think about the fact that they collapsed last year. Uh, and so you, you think it into existence as an athlete. And uh, for the Cardinals, I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with, Josh, in terms of how do you <laughs> fix it. Uh, they're a good football team. They just have to believe that they're a good football team at, at home as well. So, Pritch, this is why you're the best, my man. I never would have thought of this. It never even <laughs> crossed my mind. Uh, the Patriots do have uh, their version of that 777 as well. And, Pritch, maybe what you do if you're going to bet on the, the Cardinals this week, you put them in the plane, just do a couple laps in the air, come back go. down to Arizona, right. make them think like, you know, they're going on the road here. So I'm with you in that one. Um, I think this spot, though, even though they've struggled at home and kind of been a microcosm for what we've seen from NFL teams in general with kind of the mitigation of home field advantage where we've seen, you know, back in the day, it was, hey, always give three points to the home team. 
game. Now it's closer to maybe two, one and a half, 1.8 points, something like that. Uh, but regardless, even though we've seen kind of road teams do better and Cardinals not very good at home, I think they're going to get by uh, the Seahawks in this spot. I just think kind of when we apply um, some of these uh, college football games, these opt-outs and kind of turmoil, you know, you saw it happen last night, big move to Kansas State, didn't matter. They rolled with all of LSU's issues. I think you can apply that a little bit to this game. Seahawks have their issues. They've been eliminated. Russell Wilson, is he going to get traded? Is this going to be Pete Carroll's last game? I just think with all this, all these rumors and, you know, everything swirling and really kind of nothing to play for here, do the Seahawks go off in different directions? Whereas the Cardinals, may have gotten right here after that big win against the Cowboys. So uh, again, you open up minus five here, Pritch, a lot of look ahead numbers, Cardinals up to six and a half. I would assume, or maybe think we get to seven closer to, uh, to kick off on Sunday. To me, it's a good spot to tease down the Cardinals. I'm wary of course of Wilson and what he can do. He's got great numbers as a dog. This is a divisional matchup, uh, but I think they're ready for their tea times. I think they're ready for the season to end Pritch. <laughs> I'd look at teasing down Arizona six and a half to only laying a half point. I'd be more confident in them winning this game than I would be, uh, you know, back in Seattle on the points. Yeah, not worried at all about the fact that at home they have been a different team. I mean, we can't <laughs> sidestep that, right? I mean, maybe drive down to Tucson and fly back in at 777 <laughs> up to Phoenix. Yeah, go to Vegas, come back, drop by the Beeson <laughs> Studios, say hello. Yeah, get, get back to Arizona. Yeah, 28 first-class pods where you can lie down in that thing. I want to see this plane now. Uh, come up next <laughs> on the program. We're going to get to some more NBA futures. Uh, we're going to go into the Western Conference. It's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet, plus earn M Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner uh, of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So the association, Josh, Josh we did um, the Eastern Conference yesterday. The Western Conference <laughs> futures 
you know, I want your thoughts on this because a lot of people didn't buy into the Suns late till late into the season, right? Last year, you know, this team is deep. Uh, as I watch more and more of the Suns getting ready to b- make bets in the NBA, but so are the Warriors, right? And the Warriors plus 200, they're going to get Clay back. Everybody's excited about that as well. The Suns are plus 320. The Jazz, healthy, when healthy. Watch out for the Jazz, in my opinion. Plus 502. And then you got the Grizzlies, 30 to 1. Uh, excited about particular players on that roster. And then Nuggets. Uh, who knows when and if they get healthy this year? Uh, completely healthy, I mean. Uh, 12 and 1 right now in terms of the Western Conference standing and the odds for them as well. Yeah, really interesting out west here, Pritch. I think you got a lot of different options. You got to kind of think your way through each team. So, number one, team we didn't mention, the public loves the Lakers. Look at where the Lakers are. They're mm-hmm. only a game above 500, plus 550 odds. Sportsbooks are still kind of respecting the magic of LeBron and Anthony Davis. And if these two guys get going, uh, again, they're tough to beat. But they're uh, a team that to me is just a public Lakers. You see the yellow, you see the, you know, the purple here and grab the Lakers. But I'm really not on this Lakers train. I think they're too old. They're too banged up. They're too hobbled. uh, And they're barely above 500. Now, the teams you mentioned, Pritch, I think uh, for what we've seen from them so far, the Warriors deserve to be that that top, uh, you know, odds on favorite here at plus 200 or the best odds overall. Uh, Getting Clay back. I think that's going to be the low hanging fruit of, wow, this team is so good already. Now they're going to add in uh, one of the best players here in the NBA who uh, should be returning here pretty soon, maybe tomorrow, Pritch, or it could be this week. Uh, By the way, Kyrie does come back tonight. Um, But to me, I think the Suns are in a really good spot. Everyone's loving, uh, obviously, the, you know, Dub City and what we've seen out of Golden State. But people are kind of sleeping on the Suns. The people realize that this team, uh, with their record uh, and their kind of mix of young uh, players and, and older veterans and Chris Paul and the experience that they could lean on from going to the, uh, you know, the NBA Finals last year, I just think at that number, I'd rather have a plus 320 on the Suns than I would kind of a really chalky number there, plus 200 on the Warriors. And as you mentioned, Pritch, you know, this is a really deep team that typically we worry about a hangover after you make it to a, yeah. a championship game or finals, but I don't see any hangover here. I think it only made them hungrier. Uh, Jazz, obviously, good number. I worry about the Jazz. They're kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays. Until they get over that hump, you can win a lot of regular season games, but what do you do when it really matters in the playoffs? I have concerns about them. Uh, I kind of like the number on the Grizzlies, 30-1, to but I feel like they're kind of just too young, and maybe they're not there yet. They might be a year or two away. And the team you mentioned, the Nuggets, Pritch, you know, they're only 18 and 17. Mm-hmm. They're the five seed now, but odds makers are respecting them. They're 12 to one, even though they're only, you know, a game above 500. If they can get Jamal Murray back, there right. were some uh, rumors on Twitter or videos of him dunking and maybe getting closer. There's no timetable. But if you have that team with that altitude advantage with Jokic still at an MVP level, I think that uh, that number there with uh, with the Nuggets at 12 to one, if they can get Murray back, we saw what he did in the bubble a couple of years ago. I think that could be a dangerous team that nobody would want to play. Well, examining the board here too in these teams, I mean, the Warriors are going to get Clay back. Clay hasn't played for a while though. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we should immediately expect Clay to be Clay uh, right when he gets back on the floor. Uh, and then the depth of the Suns, I see to me that coincides with the Jazz for me. Like if the Jazz with Conley uh, and Mitchell, if those guys stay healthy, last year they weren't healthy and we saw what happened to that roster and that team in the playoffs. But if they can be healthy, we're approaching 40 games already uh, here and they're plus 500. Now the Nuggets could make a deal. Who knows? Michael Porter Jr., he's back surgery, that situation. Uh, but you're right about Murray. Uh, but then the Lakers too. We, we have to anticipate the Lakers trying to do something uh, to help uh, that aging roster out there. 
Yeah, they got to make some moves, Pritch. And again, we kind of went into the year. Lakers, you know, tried to use that as motivation that mm -hmm. we're so old and, you know, joking about it. People don't believe in us. Uh, but it's true. If you they, When they play a younger team that gets up and down the court, I mean, you can really see their age kind of rear its ugly head there. Now, one team that we didn't talk about, Pritch, was the LA Clippers. They're 10 to 1. They're still being respected by books. They've been pretty much a 500 team. But what about when Kawhi Leonard comes back? And you can kind of get that one-two punch there with Paul George. That's a team that I think we got to show a little respect to. But other than that, I think it's top heavy pitch. I think you're looking in the East. I think who's coming out of the East, it's probably going to be the Bucks uh, or or the Nets here. I think you, you look in the West, to me, it's the Suns or or, uh, or the Warriors. So we're kind of getting this, uh, this chalky type situation here. And I think as basketball fans, yeah, we want a Cinderella team, but if we can get a final four of you know, Bucks and Nets and and Warriors in uh, uh, in this spot here with with the Suns. I think that's those are the best teams in the league. Yeah, you know the rumors are gonna ramp up though. Uh, I mean, the West uh, <laughs> and Ben Simmons, right? Uh, and like, what landing spot is Ben Simmons gonna land on there? I mean, th those rumors are starting to heat up. But like I said, we're approaching forty games right now in the season. Yeah, and we mentioned Damian Lillard yesterday. I just I don't expect Lillard to kind of stick with that team. He's getting up there in age. I think he's 32 now at this point. They've had you know cracks at it and been close a couple times. But I could see this team kind of disintegrating, and maybe there's a Lillard-Simmons-type deal out there. Also, keep an eye on my Celtics, Pritch. There's rumors of Jalen Brown uh, really not working here with Jason okay. Tatum. Do you trade Jalen Brown and maybe I don't know if the you know the Philly would want to trade with Boston within the division, but uh, Celtics could be a dark horse if they kind of still just tread water. Uh, you may have to break up Brown and Tatum. It's just not really working with them. All right, what about some action on the floor, uh, Josh? Uh, any mm -hmm. plays for you in the NBA the association today? Yeah, so we've got a ton of plays here, Pritch. It's a big basketball night, which yeah. I'm upset because there's no hockey, and it was I've been good here <laughs> with hockey recently. By the way, I did play uh, the Leafs tonight. It's kind of a big number. They're up to, like, minus 300. Maybe you puck line them, but no Connor McDavid and the Oilers have really struggled. But, Pritch, in the NBA, a couple things to look at. A couple money line plays if you're looking at uh, just a couple teams to win the game tonight. Atlanta uh, Hawks they're here. They're on the road at the Kings. This actually open uh, Kings laying about a point. It's flipped dog to favorite. One of my favorite systems to look at when you open as a dog you flip to a favorite that's what we've seen here with the hawks they have a rest advantage uh they last played the third uh you had the uh the fourth here uh for their opponent with the kings and really it's offensively sacramento 21st in offensive efficiency the atlanta hawks number two in offensive efficiency so i want to be with that dog to fave line move i money line the hawks in that spot then another money line play for me, Miami Heat here, Pritch. Uh, they actually open almost the same exact thing. If you like Atlanta, you probably like Miami. Miami opened getting about a point at Portland. They've now flipped to a minus two favorite here. Uh, they've lost two in a row. I think they're going to come out a little salty trying to get back on track. Uh, and it's really the defense of Miami that you're leaning on in this one. Uh, they're seventh overall in defensive efficiency. Portland is 29th, almost dead last. So a couple money line plays there. And one that's really fishy, Pritch, on a total Golden State and Dallas. They're mm -hmm. two of the best under teams in the NBA. Uh, both these teams about 22 and 12, 23 and 12 to the under. And I see everyone on Twitter saying, give me the under, give me the under. It's got to be a low scoring game. But my question here is this total went up. Everyone's betting the under. It's kind of a trendy under because you just look at how they've done uh, so well to the under both teams this year. But this total opened 212. It's up to 214. So that seems fishy to me. If everyone's betting the under and you have these great under trends, why is the total rising? I like the over there. Anytime you see a fishy play like that, I want to be with that fishy side. I'll go over 214 in that, uh, in that, in that game. Okay, Josh, what key data points do you track in the NBA? Because I know you mentioned Ken Palm a lot for college hoops, but for the NBA, uh, what drives you in terms of, I know you, you're driven by the line movement. A lot of times, too, you look at the sharp movement that way, but key data points that, that we can focus in on. 
Yeah, so I think, you know, similar to Ken Palm, and, you know, obviously he's, uh, you know, the king when it comes to, obviously, college basketball. But mm -hmm. for the NBA, Pritch, I've been having uh, some decent success here betting overs that rise, like a point or a point and a half. Like, uh, you know, I'll give you an example tonight. Philadelphia 76ers and the Magic over there. It opened 210 and a half. It's up to 213. So I want to see a little bit of movement toward an over. Uh, and you can flip it and do it at unders, too. But a little movement to the over. And then look at uh, a tip here, ESPN Hollinger. He's kind of the, the Ken Palm there, the NBA. And you can look at stuff like uh, offensive and defensive efficiency. Like for this game, uh, Philly is 12th offensively, Orlando 25th defensively. So I kind of want to line up the market with some, uh, with some of these analytics standpoints. Like if I'm on an over, I want to see some overaction. Maybe the line rises a point or a point and a half. Maybe these teams are fast paced in terms of tempo. Maybe they're good offensively. Maybe they're bad defensively. I think if, if you can line those up, the weird thing is Pritch, like I'll bet money lines, like you right. know Miami and Atlanta and those kind of dog to fave line moves, but I'm a big totals better in the NBA. And really it's these overs. Also, if you get over refs, if you get, you know, your Scott Fosters or these guys who are notorious for uh, blowing their whistle and getting mm -hmm. guys to the line. That's kind of what I look at. Uh, it's been NBA overs recently that I've been leaning on. Yeah, absolutely. Adam Burke, who was in studio with us too, to transition from football. It's a completely different grind when it comes to hoops. Uh, it's each and every day for sure. Uh, so sharp movement uh, and identifying uh, uh, angles that way. I mean, that, that certainly is something I'm looking forward to doing. Great job today, Josh. Good luck with all your plays. I appreciate it, Pritch. And by the way, join me with Chomp Chomp. Let's go Gators tonight. You know what? I'm thinking about that one. I am, I am considering that one. That would be my first college hoops uh, play uh, because of your system, Beautiful. by the way. So looking forward <laughs> to that. That'll do it. The Edge come up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.